the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. The following program is pre-recorded. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Don't know much about history, don't know much biology, don't know much about a science book, don't know much about the French I took. say overall that they have all gotten better have you seen the really bad schools maybe try to figure out what what they're doing i have not i have not i have not intentionally visited schools that are underperforming maybe you should maybe i should yes yeah maybe wow well there you go carrie that's that's our you know that's our treasury not to right. our secretary of education right right uh, she's got a big job yeah and and i don't know she's kind of like getting She's kind of somewhere swimming around in the swamp, right? Mm-hmm. But um, she's making a lot of news, you know. Now, you know, kind of back to school mode, right? Right. Yeah. Um, are you kids back to school? Yeah, they're back now. Yeah. All right. Um, but uh, so I mean, the, so Betsy Davis. So, so the lady, did you hear this week? She made news, she raised some eyebrows. Okay. Right, because she's. They think uh, you know the left hates her, right? You no, know, so right. they're thinking there's a conspiracy or whatever that she's finding a loophole in the laws that will allow states to use federal education funds to purchase guns to arm the teachers. Okay, if teachers have gone through classes and education and are uncomfortable, okay, maybe we would have less people planning. Look at the you know planning school shootings if they knew, right. So, um, but, you know, arming, you know, the, the, the opposers of that are saying, you know, arming teachers is not the solution. Okay. It recklessly puts American children even in more. Uh, I, I disagree with that, but I think that, you know, the solution is bigger problem yeah. with society, but. But also, you know, Betsy made some news in uh, Huron Boat Basin. Did you, okay. Did you, did you hear that story? No, I did oh, not. you didn't hear this? No. You know what I'm talking about? The Huron Boat Basin? You no, know I don't. About? Okay, out in Vermilion, out in Huron. Oh, yeah. Okay, I know. Yeah. When you're going on Route, is it well, 92? Lake, I call yeah. it Lake Road, but that's because I'm yeah. old school. But, you know, Route 6, whatever, Route to whatever it is, you know. But before you drive, but, you know, you go over the Huron Bridge and then yeah. you see, you, you see. The I never road, knew it was called that. The Huron Boat Basin, right. And um, so she had one of her yachts parked there. Okay. <laughs> more there in July. Okay. The Did it get hun- stuck? The 163-foot Sequest. 
Uh, I think it's one of Ooh, six. You know, that's one, a big. Boat. Well, it's one of ten of the vessels they own. Uh, okay, the family. But um, so apparently, a little vandalism happened. Um, she, you know, had it docked, and somebody mm-hmm. untied. <gasps> The how, lines. Do you, how do you easily untie? Like, is somebody not watching? Is well, obviously, alarms? I mean, um, I would so, think it'd be more than just one tie for a boat that size, so too. The $40 million yacht drifted uh, until it rammed into some other things. Oh, my goodness. Causing thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of damage. Um, and the Huron police are still investigating. Um, so, so back to school. So that's going right. to be our theme here at Financial Food for Thought for the next, you know, couple of shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll start it off today and we'll talk about some things that may be on your mind mm-hmm. and maybe on your children's mind or maybe on your grandchildren's mind. Right. Okay. And we could talk about the uh the greatest generation who may still be listening to the show right certainly the baby boomers are mm-hmm. listening to the show i don't know if any millennials are listening to the show mm-hmm. but I, I think the student loan debt which is the 800 pound gorilla in the corner of the mm-hmm. room right which right now Carrie, has 1.5 trillion it, it, it got that extra 5.5 right. trillion pretty quick because remember, Ouch. we we yeah. raised, you know, we talked about when it went over one trillion on this show, and it didn't mm-hmm. seem like that was that long ago. Now it's at one point five. What's it going to be in eight years? Ten years? It's going to be nine trillion? I mean, it, I mean, it's right now it's the second largest home debt, you know, after mortgages, right. which is about nine trillion right now. Um, well, maybe that's why some colleges are getting rid of their degree programs or that aren't profitable even locally, you know, that they're scaling back on their offerings because it just doesn't make sense. Right. So, you know, we can almost look at it or I'll try to make a case that the student loan debt problem crisis, I guess we can call it in this country, you know, affects it's an intergenerational problem. And I don't care if you're not going to college. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you don't have any kids who are going to college or that you care whether or not your grandchildren go to college. You as a U.S. taxpayer may have to be worried about this. So, well, that's what we'll kind of be exploring over the next few shows, as well as how do we help our clients deal with this issue. Right. Well, good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every Saturday morning on 1420 a.m. between 9 and 10. We're a financial educational talk radio program here to give you information on financial news, financial issues, and how those translate to your financial life, whether you're working or already in retirement. And we are sponsored by the estate planning team. And the state the estate planning team is an Ohio Register fee-based fiduciary planning firm that's been helping people in the Cleveland area for more than 30 years through unbiased objective ad- advice and analysis and helping people then implement their desired plan. And we've helped people step by step through detailed information gathering, helping with questions. Um, we don't 
don't know, have all the answers, but we certainly know what questions you should be asking the appropriate people, whether it's your HR, your other advisors, and then doing enough number crunching and analysis, and then making recommendations based on what you're trying to accomplish now and into the future to get the best result possible. And it's always looking at how short-term decisions um, affect those future years, whether it's future tax or future financial years, um, and to and taking enough analysis that translate into actionable steps. And again, we've been doing this for over 30 years. We're accredited and A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau. And we are also super service award winners on Angie's list for multiple years. And um, we offer a free consultation for people who want to come in and see how our process is really different. We are what you think of as traditional financial planners, planner number crunchers. So we're not investment advisors. Um, but if you want to come in for the free consultation and see how we're different, how can we help you? What value or benefit we can provide you? And the consultation is free. We can do that by phone or in person. And we do an, uh, we'll sit down with you and talk about your individual issues. And if we can't help you, we'll at least point you in the right direction, um, give you some helpful information. Um, but if we can, we'll either recommend retainer or hourly planning options, depending on your needs. We also have some planning classes coming up for the fall when you're talking about back to school and education. We took out, we took our summer break from our classes. Um, but certainly with the new, in light of the new tax law changes, they have impact different areas of people's lives and pe- or people want to be aware of in different topics. And, um, this is a really good time of year. We have the IRA a tax qualified asset and Roth planning class. I mean, we'll start gearing up in the fall for our own clients who own these assets. And if, if you're 59 and a half or older and have these types of assets, IRAs, company plans, um, or similar assets, we're talking about rules, costly mistakes and misconceptions. We're going to talk about strategies that you can use to minimize the overall tax impact of these assets during your lifetime and your family, Roth contributions versus conversion rules and techniques, how the new tax law changes impacts owners of these assets. And in the class, we're going to talk a lot about minimum required distribution and how in many cases, people don't realize the amount of money that ends up in paid in taxes and some of the problems it can cause if you default to the government's minimum required distribution plan and how it can be advantageous in some cases to design your own distribution plan. And those are the things that we talk about the class. It's September 18th. It's at 3 p.m. in Middleburg Heights. It's free to attend. There's going to be lots of helpful information. And again, if you're someone who own own these assets, you don't want to miss this class because really the fall is a time of year you want to make sure that you're not missing opportunities. And you can call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com, the website. You can sign up for the newsletter, the classes. Um, and I forgot to mention, we also have October 3rd is the retirement planning class, which talks about issues that impact your lifestyle and long-term financial stability. And it is for people who are already retired, or if you're someone who is thinking about and want to know about issues that, you know, are in preparation for retirement, that is October 3rd at six o'clock in Independence and also free. The numbers again are 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right. Thanks. And that's Carrie Waddell Mm -hmm. and uh, co-host here. And my name is Mark Donnelly and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. 
The estate planning team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 33 years. And certainly over those decades, we've done a lot of college planning schedules. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, and so what else happened this week, Carrie? Well, we had the Jackson Hole in Wyoming, right? The mm-hmm. annual, and that's where all the global, you know, central bankers get together. And Jerome Powell, our new Fed chairman, it was a keynote speaker. Um, I don't know if there's any revolutions that came out of it. Um, I heard a lot of the, uh, you know, bank Fed chairmen's, um, including Cleland's and, and Dallas and some of the other ones, be interviewed. And I don't know if there's an underlying theme. You know, some people were um, wondering if there was going to be some backlash, you know, because President Trump made some news. And, you know, he had a bad week, Harry. Yeah. The stable genius. Remember, that was the greatest term ever. Remember, he called himself the stable genius. No, I, I do not remember. Oh, that, that. was great. I love no, that. No, but yeah, it was not a good week. No, he didn't have a good week. Um, but remember, part of his frustration was he kind of lashed out at the Fed because he's saying, "I don't want the Fed. It's 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 wrong to be raising rates when we're trying to win a, a trade war, mm-hmm. and it, you know when you know all steam ahead." And yet the Fed is supposed to be completely independent of any political weight. Um, So, you know, that that was an issue. But I mean, if if, the Fed chairman, Fapali, just basically said um, they're staying the course, they're they're not going to increase what they were planning on doing or decrease, kind of like, you know, he still says we got our we got control over this. You know, we have the Goldilocks decision. We're going to raise rates. We're not going to do it too fast. We're not going to do it too slow. We're going to do it just right. Um, and But a, another kind of theme, you know, because what people are saying is, yeah, but that yield curve flattening is getting pretty dangerous. You know, red flag, you know, uh-huh. anytime you have the, you know, what if it inverts, it's, you know, the last seven recessions <laughs> where, you know, and, right. and, but, you know, Carrie, you know what, what kind of the theme was? This time it's different. Yes. Don't they always say that? Okay. This time, no, this time it's different, Carrie. All right. Um, so what kind of a theme that I heard from the interviews was that they're saying they're not worried about the, you know, comparing the two year and the 10 year spread. Okay. They're, you know, because they're saying that on the shorter end, they're more concerned about, and pretty much the Fed saying that's pretty much what we try to control. You know, the short end, you know, they said, you know, don't look at the two year to the 10 year, look at the spot to a one year. Okay, or you know something much shorter, and there there's still a, a nice spread. When that starts inverting, you know, then we got some problems. Um, and they said, as far as the longer term of that, he's, they said that the Fed really has very little control. Of that that's more, you know, coming from global. What's happening globally? Okay, um, you know, it's the the world. You know, what's happening in the world? Right. Not so much. You know, what the U.S. federal you know, the uh, Fed is doing. So they kind of said they're not, you know, watching, you know, what, you know, typically that, uh, you know, that uh, that recession indicator of, you know, of the two year and the 10 year invert. So we shall see. Um, all right. Um, so, you know, with with the taxes. So I was telling you, I've been working on my property taxes. right? Mm-hmm. Um and I'm not the only I one in Cuyahoga County. It, you haven't heard back yet. I'm thinking uh, no, I've got to file. Soon. I've got to send it out. This I got to work on it this weekend, Carrie, because it has to be mailed by the end of August. 
Well, you better get moving. I know. Uh, oh, thanks, hon. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, but the, the idea is um, I, we've, I've been talking to a lot of clients who are also doing it. Um, and I don't, I, I don't know how many millions of Cuyahoga County residents are going to be doing it, quite frankly. Um, but in either case, we'll see what happens. But one of the things is, you know, now it's kind of like a double whammy, right? Because, you know, talking about going back to school, we still have kind of like the state school funding issue, right? You know, you right. know, Carrie, it's going on 20 years since that court case <laughs> basically wow. said that what Ohio was doing was illegal and they had right. to change it. There's been no progress. Right, because they don't know how else. Right, because when we move, well, up here, my husband's from another state. He said, what do you mean like levies and... Right. There's been, you know, uh, it's been dismal. Like, the, yeah, the a lot of people have never heard about it. Um, they're saying bottom line, you know, f- through five governors and 10 general assemblies later, right? The funding gap between low wealth and high wealth districts has not has has not been narrowed appreciably at all. I mean, for 20 years, they've done nothing to, you know, anyways. So the question is, are they just going to continue to do school levies? So, okay. so which would, but if it's, if it's, they're not supposed to, but they don't have a solution, I'm assuming they're just going to keep going with it. Right. And so if they're going to continue to raise the school levies uh-huh. and you have, you had a property tax valuation increase. Right. Then the schools should be getting in theory more money, right? Yeah. But they're going to still have school levies. So what are your real estate tax bill going to? Right. And now is it getting to a point where you'll no longer be deducted because now you're going to be bouncing into the uh, new the threshold, the, the new t- tax law that puts a $10,000 cap on your salt deductions, which is a combination right. of your income taxes and your real estate taxes. <laughs> um, That's a problem. Anyone see a problem with this? Um, you know, and. It's just not Ohio, you know, that this that $10,000 cap is, you know, raising havoc throughout the country, especially mm-hmm. in the high, high end. Yeah. Right? And, and there's law cases going on right now. And, and um, you know, the, the government, this just this week, they put out a stop, you know, because a lot of those states were threatening. They were going to try to do a, a do around the new salt cap, mm-hmm. right, Carrie, because they were going to say that somehow you could make charitable contributions which are not limited by the new tax law right. on schedule A and so instead of paying property taxes you make charitable then you get like a property tax it's I, I don't deduction know. yeah well that's complicated it's, yeah. it's, it's, you're getting more and more so the government complexity. just responded and they, they they put a block to that right and so now we'll see how that goes all right so um we'll see what happens there um, let's see what else is going to happen back to school. There's a school uh, teacher shortage, Carrie. Did you hear this? No. They're saying this is the new America's education crisis. Um, they're saying that the millennials are not getting teaching degrees. Okay. Uh, the teacher shortage emerged in the wake of the Great Recession when the school districts cut their staffing and funding dried up. But student enrollment has only grown, adding pressure to on the local schools. At the same time, fewer college students are opting to become teachers because of the economics of college debt. Okay. Um, do you think college debt may be an underlying theme of our back to school yeah. series? Um, all right. So, you know, there, so, so not only, you know, we, we've got a college debt, we you know there's a teacher shortage. Um, so what are some of the issues when we talk about education planning or college planning um 
Well, here are some of the headlines. If you want to talk about debt alone, as we said, the student loan debt now is $1.5 trillion, Okay, and it's, and it's multi-generational. Baby boomers, seniors are you know retiring with tons of student loan debt mm-hmm. and defaulting. Um, you know, they basically say a million people a year default on their student loans. That's a lot of people. Um, here are some of the headlines. He had $55,000 in student loans. Now he owes 330000 Students aren't the only ones crushed by school debt. How student loans are making some people abandon their dreams. Women owe billions more than men on student loans. Here's a one uh, responder. My wife revealed she has $220,000 in student loans. What do we do now? If you have $100,000 in student loan, should you save for retirement or pay off the debt? Um, here's someone saying, I couldn't afford to pay my student loans. Then I received an award for my arrest. For many seniors, student debt eats into Social Security. That's the idea that your Social Security income can be garnished if you're defaulting on your student loans. Right. A lot of people sad. don't realize yeah. that. Um, you know How to make sure you get the government to cancel your student debt. Okay. So are you looking for the... Forgiveness? The buy-up? Um, who's really going to pay for that, Carrie? Taxpayers? Um, the feds have no idea what student loan forgiveness will really cost us. No, they don't. This is the way the college bubble ends. That's yeah. an interesting article. So let well, me just... well, I think maybe that's why Mark MassMutual came out. At least I heard about it this week about the study about the American dream is shrinking, where at one time the American dream was owning a home, owning your own home to care for in the yard, where now they said now they ask people to define what the American dream is. And 82 percent of people said an American dream is being financially secure in retirement. And 33 percent said it's, they believe the American dream is dying, and the number one reason was debt. Whether it's student loan, mortgage, credit right. card, whatever are, that yeah. is. Those are the three biggies. You know, you have your mortgage debt, your credit card debt, and your student loan. The other biggie is auto loan debt. Right. That's over a trillion. Wow. And not that the government has any funding problems. Right. Um, with a deficit or anything. <laughs> but, um, you know, all right. So let's see what else. So we're going to be talking about back to school mm-hmm. here um i got a baby rock and roll birthday boomer for you okay well, you got like i have to get a little bit tougher this week here. i was gonna little, say last like, week was yeah. easy so i'm going back to i'll give you my clue i'm going back to he's british yeah i won't get it okay um born on this date in 1952 so he's 66 and i can't give you a cut from the 80s because you know all those so i went to 79 oh great okay well um but i think maybe you would have get you'll know this let's see he's a keyboardist Oh, then I probably won't. Okay. Uh, Unless they're the lead singer or the band. He was, well, the bands you might have heard of. Okay. Um, it, you know, he's been in multiple bands, including a super group. He was one of the founders of a super group named after a Far East location. Does that help at okay. all? Okay. That doesn't help. Um, but that wasn't his only group. No, he was also in a group called Yes. Okay. I don't know if that helps. No. Asia, is that the Far East group? Yeah, very good. Okay. See, I'm writing down Um, and thinking. (laughs) Okay. Now, the cut I'm going to play was known because it actually kicked off. It was the first music video shown on MTV in August of 1981. 
you know, at, at midnight. Okay. All right. So we'll see. You know who that is, um, or the song, or the group. Hmm. Um, and it's because it was, you know, it was the song wasn't released under Asia. It was un- released under the, fir- the the Rock and Roll Birthday Boomers first group. So we'll talk. Okay. Um, all right. So Sally May says that about fifty-seven percent of Americans are saving for college. Okay. All right. Um, average families got saved about 16,000. By the way, does that do it, Carrie? No. Um, so it, you know, you know, so what does, uh, but, uh, but at the same time, Mark coming back, uh, parents don't have to pay for kids college. That's another thing. Well, that's one of the dilemmas. Well, I, I, That's what I we're here to talk I, about. Right. And I think it depends. Everybody feels differently. I, but I, I think it is definitely a privilege. And, a you know, if you're doing that for your kids, it's not yeah. it's not a necessity. Well, yeah. Don't ask your neighbor what they're doing for right. their kids. Uh, we've had couples who kind of somewhat disagree on this right. topic. Husband and wife. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's never happened before. Right. Um, a lot of people say that you got to have some skin in the game. Now, I agree. To some level. So do you need, so do you just finance it? Maybe. Or um, do you push harder? I think the expectations, if you maybe for kids too, thinking if mom and dad aren't going to pay for it, maybe I'm going to work harder for scholarships or other ways to, it means more. Right. Incentive base. I think incentive base works. You know, the idea that you pay more if they get good grades. Right. Um, you know, that's how I did my master's program. Mm-hmm. I went to work. Right. I did it the old-fashioned way. Mm-hmm. I went to work, started going to graduate right. school, and my company said, you know, Mark, basically, this is the deal. You get an A, we'll reimburse you 100%. Mm-hmm. You get a B, we'll reimburse you 80%. You get a C, we'll reimburse you 60%. Right. What was my point average in graduate school, Carrie? 4.0. But I'm saying like the skin in the game, my first two years, my parents paid for college and I was appreciative, but not to the same level because they said, if you get married, we're not paying for college, which was reasonable thing. But of well, course, now, in, a, now, now I don't in, know if you can recommend that. Carrie. No, that was in, hardcore. Uh, now, in hindsight, I think how stupid. Well, maybe I, that wasn't I hardcore. But I think I could have delayed like getting married two years and had my college paid for, but I did not. I decided to get married. And guess what? I had to pay tuition all on my own and guess what i had a 4.0 and guess what i got through school a heck of a lot quicker than i than planned because i loaded up and overloaded because it was my dime my money my hard work so it does mean more now um so studies say that about of the 57 percent of americans who are saving for college about 37 percent carry are using a college savings tool or plan whether it be a 529 plan or, or what have you. So that's interesting because if you're going to save for college, let's try to do it tax efficiently. Right. Okay. Um, so probably next week we'll talk a little bit about some of those tools, the fi- mm-hmm. college savings 529. Because there's kind of a debate going on right now, Carrie, is that should is it better to use a 529 for this college savings or is it better just to use a Roth IRA? Mm. All right, so uh, we'll we'll maybe talk a little bit about that. We will talk about that about next week. Um, and and by the way, if uh, if you you know if you're following the show, I know we you know you can't hear it every weekend, but you can always remember you can always go to the uh, you know 
WHK1420's website. Right. Um, the answer. And they podcast the local programs. Mm-hmm. So you just look for local podcasts, local programming podcasts in our time slot, um, Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock, and you can catch the last, oh, I don't know, they, they may be archived six or seven shows. Um, all right. Now, so what is a now Fidelity? You know, um, they they do their own surveys. You know, because Fidelity, you know, of course, is has a lot of uh, right. of, of the Americans' money invested, right? A lot of retirees, and so their estimates are come out a little bit better than the uh, Sally Mays estimates. Okay, so Fidelity says about seventy two percent of their clients are saving for college, and about forty one percent are using a college savings plan. Okay? okay, so they're coming out a little bit better. Um. Now, the College Savings Plan Network says that the average 529 plan balance is about 21000 Okay. okay. Um, and, you know, that's, you know, again, that's right close to that 16000 which most people have saved, right? Right. Um, so what does it cost? Well, For college? Yeah. It so, depends. Well, I mean, yeah. It's- so let's look at some, you know, stats here. All right. So for a public education, tuition about nine to ten thousand a year, room and board you add on, you know, you're closer to twenty. Right. Okay. Um, now in Ohio, our public schools are tend to be on the high side. As a matter of fact, <laughs> the Midwest has probably got the highest public cost of colleges really? in the country. Yeah. I didn't oh realize yeah. That. Oh yeah. Well, California carry it's free. Well, I know that, but can't be free. <laughs> Not that California's got any tax problems, right? Um, or other problems. But uh, yeah, so yes, the, yeah, we're 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 expensive, All right? Um, so you're looking at four years, you know, room and board. You're talking, you know, seventy eight, eighty thousand, mm-hmm. right? Um, public out of state, all right. Um, you're looking at. You know, tuition about twenty four, twenty five thousand. Room and board about thirty four, thirty five thousand. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you do get a break if you go to your home state, right? Right. Um, and of course, a lot of people try to play games with that, right? Right. Try to you know get you residency rel- right. in California so they can get the free college education. Um, private schools. Mm, that's another story. That's a whole new ball game. Um, so national average. Uh, tuition thirty two thousand, room and board you know forty three to forty five thousand. Um, you know now you're looking at a four year private room and board. You're looking one hundred seventy five hundred eighty thousand. Mm-hmm. Right? Are you breaking out two food and dining plans and all that other stuff? Or are you just taking just you're just <laughs> lumping it as room and board? All right. <laughs> all right. Um, now so and and you know there there's also a debate going on is you know is it even worth it okay well it depends what your major is let me tell you because these schools i know with my you know they go and tell you you're there to find yourself in there and and i'm in the agreement yes you want to find something that you enjoy but you need you're at school and paying these tuitions to find something that's employable Right. Because too many times have we seen people, Mark, that they have, you know, maybe they've helped their kids with student loan and their major, they don't find anything and they're, you know, working at a local department store or something else, not making that much money to justify the cost of it. You know, it's a cost benefits. Right. Um, and so, you know, 
But I think, you know, and a lot of people say, well, it's not worth it because, you know, yeah, it's that concept they're saying that if you've got to finance it. Right. Um, your starting salaries, in other words, what they're kind of trying to relate is that the the starting salaries for college graduates are barely staying ahead of inflation. So typically they're saying, you know, does that make financial sense to do? Right. I think it really depends on your major um, and the occupation you're thinking about going into. So the Wall Street Journal last year reported that college grads averaged about 49000 about $50,000. Okay. And that was the highest in a decade. Okay. Um, 2018 updated numbers, uh, slightly larger, about 50000 51000 Okay. So, you know, 1% to 2% increase, you know. But that's basically what inflation is. Right. So, you know, so it, 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 you know the, it's barely keeping up with inflation. Um. Now, Pew, and a lot of people say, well, you don't need it anymore. Well, I don't know. Because Pew, you research, you know, they report that high school degrees only get about 62% of what a college grad's going to get. Right. So there's a, but then also, do you think about trade schools and other things that are needed? You know, let me tell you, Mark, people say truck drivers are in short demand. <laughs> so people want to think about it. And they're paying people well because people don't want to do that job anymore. Right. Well, apparently they don't want to teach our kids anymore either. Right. So, um, but if you want to look at these issues, I know we're talking about college planning, but it's how do these things, whether it's college planning or any other debt or any other spending you want to do, how does that fit into the big picture of when you want to retire or if you're in retirement, what can you spend today and, and make sure that you're not worried about running out of money in the future. And those are the things that we do since you were calling about college. And then it's the best way to fund it. I know um, hopefully you'll get to that. If not today, then next week. I know we had a, a woman that started with us and um, she was in her early 80s. And she said, you know what? I'm starting to see that I have this excess, you know, assets that I'm probably not going to spend. I'm done going on trips. I'm done. You know, I just bought what's probably going to be my last car. Um, she lived pretty frugal, but she really wanted to help her last grandson with tuition. And it's saying, you know, she had some CDs that were maturing. She had um, some non-qualified assets. She had the, an IRA and she was thinking her thinking when she came in was like, oh, I'm just going to take it from the IRA cleared out, not worried from the minimum required. And it ended up if she did that, thankfully, she caught his first. It was going to push her through a Medicare threshold because she just was going to um, pay it all now instead of even if she broke it up in this fall semester versus spring. So it's looking at all these things and not making quick decisions that can really not only impact your taxes, your Medicare B premiums, and real and just running the numbers saying, is it realistically for her to do that? Because maybe long-term care may be in her future, hopefully not. Um, but that was a worry of hers that uh, eventually maybe needing assisted living or something else and putting that all together to say, hey, maybe you can't afford to do all the tuition because he was at a private school, maybe you can do part of it and um, or for how many years you can right. do that. And those are things that we put together. Yeah, it's another good example, Carrie, of, of just are you crunching enough numbers that leaves you in decision-making mode? See, if, if that's part of the intergenerational issue with student right. loan debt. You know, maybe you're saying, Mark, I don't have, I'm, 
80, I'm 75 years old. I'm right. 65 years old. I don't, I don't worry about something. But are you worried about your grandchildren's college mm-hmm. education? Like you're mentioning. Right. So the idea is it's not like a light switch where you're saying, you're trying to say you're going to pay for 100%. Right. Or, or you're trying to decide how much can you afford to do? Mm-hmm. Is it 5%? Is it 10%? It's just that idea of saying, you know, I, I, it, it's got to be layered in with maintaining the rest of the cost of your lifestyle. You know, worry about longevity in case you're unlucky enough to live right. beyond age 90 um, when your grandchildren are now graduated and having their own kids, you know. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah, it's just that idea that, it, you know, that's the idea of building models, good financial models that leaves you in a decision making mode. Right. And it's and it's also creating that income that you need for the expenses as tax efficiently as possible, because her thinking, because I was going to wipe out that at one account because she had a couple IRAs. Oh, I'm just going to wipe out that one because then I don't have to worry about getting a statement. I don't have to worry about RMD. Then I only have one account left. Actually would have shot her, you know, shoot yourself in the foot and caused a lot more problems that she wasn't aware of. Um, But you can take advantage of a free consultation if you want help with any of these issues that can impact your financial life. If we can't help you, we will definitely tell you um, and you'll learn some good information. And we do try to give people, everyone who comes in for a consultation, helpful um, advice and information and give you a better direction. And we also have our fall planning classes coming up on September 18th at three o'clock in Middleburg Heights is the IRA Roth and tax qualified asset class uh, planning class. And there's a lot of confusing and conflicting information about people who own these assets. We're going to try to clarify it and talk about rules, costly mistakes, misconceptions, the good and the bad about these assets, strategies to minimize the overall tax impact, Roth contributions versus conversion rules, and taking advantage of opportunities and how the new tax law changes impact owners of these assets. And if you're thinking about a Roth as well. And then on October 3rd at six o'clock in Independence is our class for retirees and people thinking about their future retirement. It's at six o'clock in Independence. We're going to talk about issues that impact your lifestyle, retirement rules and headlines you often hear about that are misused, misunderstood. How do you plan for things like knowing what's realistic on my future spending? What are factors to consider? Rising healthcare costs, inflation, taxes, and understanding the different tax wrappers and creating that tax-efficient income that you need and much more. And you can call the estate planning team to register for the classes or for a free consultation, or you can go online for any of that as well. That's 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit financialfoodforthought.com. That's financialfoodforthought.com. All right. So we're saying, Carrie, again, you know, right now, about a million borrowers default on federal student wow. loans every year. Okay, That's a lot. Um, by year 2023, which look at the calendar is not too far off. Mm-hmm. Nearly 40% of borrowers are expected to default on their loans. But what are they doing about it? It's, yeah, just obviously, let it not be? Right, that's a spiraling. Basically, that's just saying we're just not going to deal going with it. Going off the cliff. And nobody's saying, hey, what do we do to to address well, this issue? Well, you know, you, well, now that's you think this might be a, a, a debated a bit on the upcoming elections. I would hope so. It was certainly a part. Remember, you know, what were the Democrats talking about in the last election? Free college. Ed- oh, oh how's going to pay for that? 
Um, right. Okay. You think college expensive now? Wait till it's free. Um, but you know, yeah. But I mean, you you don't think you're going to hear that? I know, but it's not realistic and not, not... Well, I mean, I don't know. Harvard's got... what? What's Harvard's endowment? How many billion... I mean, do, does anyone really... Would everyone ever have to pay Harvard a dime Harvard, again to go to school there? Probably not. No. I mean, never. Uh, I mean, how big do the, these endowment programs have to be? Um, you know, something's... Well, there's... Uh, you know, that's that's what we're here to talk about. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. that, you know... Um, now, is it still worth it? Well, here's some studies... Um, a roadmap, you know, study estimates individual with some form of post-secondary education, whether that's a bachelor or advanced degree. Okay. Um, those jobs, so jobs that have been filled, Carrie, recently, mm-hmm. 11 and a half million. Okay. So if you're getting a college degree, chances are today you will get a job. Okay. Well, that's good. Especially if it's... <laughs> If it's in a wanted degree, right? I think you. I think that's a consideration. Okay. Um, now, are you going to get a job where in the city that you want? Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, I don't know, but maybe. Um, maybe if you're lucky. But at the same time, I think you need to take the job, and you can always keep applying for jobs in the city you want. But okay, so those are from years 2007 right. to 2016. Okay, okay. 11.5 million jobs filled by college grads. Okay. What do you think the high school six ratio was? Mm, Jobs filled by high school grads in that same time period. So Mm. 11.5 million college grads. Okay. Well, I'm just going to save you the time, Carrie. Are they they specifying what kind of job? No, just jobs. I'm going to save you time because it's negative. Okay. So in that same time period, high school graduates met a net loss of more than 5.5 million. How can that be? Well, that was the that was the Great Recession. Ooh, ouch. Okay. Um, so that that so if you think if you're if you're telling your children or your grandchildren don't worry about college, I don't know. Yeah, or uh, well, I think some of these trade schools or other fields. Well, you know, maybe things are looking up because I told you uh, this week the uh, National Federation of Independent Businesses. Um, actually said since and have been researching said since the 2017 tax cuts um, and jobs act have been signed into law that small business optimism is so much better um, and it continues to grow and thrive and that what's been happening is people are investing spending the money that is saved in taxes investing in employees hiring more um, people are getting the raises that they Hiring were before. College grads more probably right. Doing training, um, right. investing in product and development, and they are hiring more and they are paying people better. So I mean, things as far as small business, which is to me is you think about the American dream. Um, I think good things are happening on the job market. Right, and so you know, and so we're we're talking about back to school issues and the idea that the student you know that education in this country is kind of a a pass right you know Mm -hmm. i mean it gets you to the next level right you know a lot of people say it gets you out of the middle class of course the middle class Mm -hmm. is shrinking but you know you want to be on the upper Mm -hmm. end of that as opposed to the lower and they're still saying college degree statistically now there's one in a million but broad-based statistics college people people with college degrees historically do better than people without college right. degrees financially 
And if you follow your parents, you know, recommendation mm-hmm. that graduate from college first, get a job, then get married. Right. That w- yeah. I, I can promise you it would have been less stress and I made better financial because it was tough but working. You did fine. Right. Um, but let me tell you how hard it was to work two jobs yeah. and go to school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now. All right. So and but a, a lot of people, you know, we think that, you know, really don't have um, an idea on even how to budget for that, right, Carrie? You know, so mm-hmm. beha- behavioral scientists, you know, behavioral finance people say, you know, say it's it's always easier to save when you're working toward a specific goal, right? Okay, um, as opposed to you know the idea that well, I'd like to put money away for my some children's vague. college education or my grandchildren's college, education, but I have no idea what I can afford. Do you mean like clarity is power, which clarity, is one of our things go. that we always have said over the years? Because you're trying to, you know, diffuse this next, uh, you right. know, debt bomb that's going to go off, right. right? And so, kind of the idea is, you know, and it was one interesting um, headline that caught my eye where the, the writer was saying, you know, if you have to borrow a hundred thousand dollars to pay for college, mm-hmm. you need to come up with Plan B. Okay. Now, how often, Carrie, do we talk about? Plan B and or plan, plan C R, or plan D, R. Yeah, right. See, that's the point. In other words, it, if you're trying to build a financial plan, all right, it's just not, you know, the your first case scenario. Mm-hmm. That may be your base case scenario, but, you know, how do you do it, you know, beyond that? Um, so, you know, we can talk about, you know, getting clarified on your goals and objectives, you know, um, and and then let the robot crunch the numbers what, 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 when you and your spouse come up with the stated goal. Okay. The end goal. Okay. Now, what could that mean in a college education? Well, let's say you have a newborn and okay. you're planning on paying for your newborn's college education. But, um, and maybe in today's cost, we know, okay, it's $20,000 for in state university. But in 18 years, it's not going to be 20000 Right. So, what? No, it'll be free. But then you'll, <laughs> then you better account feel for Feel the burn, Carrie. But then you'll feel, um, the burn in your tax bill. Right. Um, so, so that's part of the parameters. That's part of the assumptions. What inflation factor do you want to put on the future cost of college education? I will use 5%. Okay. For our, our calculations today. So let's say you're newborn. Okay. So you've got what? 18 years, right? To say. Right. Okay. And you want to pay the future cost of a $20,000 college education today. Because mm-hmm. you want you and your spouse decided you don't need the money for your own retirement, you're going to pay 100 percent of your children's education, mm-hmm. right? So, by the way, what is that going to cost me in 18 years? Forty five thousand eight forty a year. Okay. So the twenty thousand with five percent inflation is going to go to forty six thousand. Okay. So how much do you have to start saving today? I don't know. All right. Um, that's what, if that's if what, you were going to spread the cost of saving right. over 18 years. Now, that's a trick question because we have to assume some rate of return. Right. So okay. what do you want to assume for that? Now, are you going to, you know, so maybe this is what you want to ask your investment advisor and see what they tell you to use based on how for they have you allocated. Term, long-term growth, realist, a, a long-term person, realistic growth rate. Okay. Um, now, but... Let's say you're going to say, well, Mark, I'm going to try to keep my investments to match that rate of inflation on college. I'm going to try to at least match that. 
So five percent. So let's say you want to. You say you you'll earn five percent, and the college is growing at five percent. Okay. So now, how much per year do you need to put away? Six thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. So if you start putting six thousand dollars away and it's earning five percent a year, you'll be able to fund that future. You know, forty five thousand dollar cost for four years. Okay. So now. We're getting some numbers right now. We're getting into a position where we're saying, okay, can you budget? Do you have the room for that $6,000? Now we're not, we're not making a call yet exactly on what plan we're going to use. We're going to talk about that next week, whether to use a 529, to use a covered yeah, all. And that's know. just what vehicle you're putting those, that allocated money into. All right. So we have a little bit. All right. Time. Remember our rock and roll birthday, didn't we? Oh, I know this song. This kicked off MTV. Video killed the radio there star. You go. I like this song, but I don't know who the keyboardist is. No, he actually helped write the song. Oh, did he? Yeah. It's kind of a it's kind of a quirky song, but it's really? fun. Yeah, a little bit. But I have no clue. I don't even know who sings this, but I know the song. Who sings it, Mark? The Buggles. Okay, Island. Okay. Um, you've never heard of the Buggles? No, but I've heard the song. But you've heard of many Asia. times. Yeah. Okay, so our rock and roll birthday boomer, the keyboardist, writer, part writer of the song, is named Jeff Downs. Okay. Now I knew him from the group Yes, okay. and of course Asia. Right. You, know, you remember the Asia, right? Yeah. Um. But yeah, but I did. You know, forgot that. He was a member of the Buggles prior to all that. All right. And, uh, yeah. And this, I think this must have been their only hit. Well, it was. In other words, on Emma. <laughs> one M- hit wonder. What was on that? What's empty? What's the other one? VH1? Uh, VH1. That's it's, a it's, one hit wonder? Yeah, it's on their top 40 okay, of I one hit that. wonders. I believe Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, anyway. Okay. So, we're running. All right. So, I just gave an illustration if you started it. With your newborn. Okay. Well, let's say you couldn't afford to start that with your newborn. Because you were paying off student loan debt? (laughs) Your own? Well, let's say you don't start until your newborn is seven years old. That's still pretty good. Well, okay. So now, what does that do to your $6,000? I would say it'd bump it up quite a bit. Okay. Can you do that math in your head, by the way? No. All right. Um, Well, you know, now here's the other thing. Well, let's just say, let's even be a, give you a break. Let's say you're, you have a seven-year-old right now, so you're still starting with the 20000 this year. Right. Okay. So you only have 11 years of inflation instead of 18. Right. Okay. Um, okay, now you'd be budgeting about $7,400 a year. Okay. All right. Um, and, you know, and let's say you didn't get quite started when your child was seven. Okay. Not that I don't think, I mean, everyone started by their child age seven. Right. No. Sure. What happens if you, you know, they got to about 12 and you said, hey, they're college material. Right. Because you don't know who they are until they're. Okay. So now let's say you only got about six or seven years before mm-hmm. you have to start kicking that money out. Okay. All right. So now the $20,000 cost today, it's going to cost you about 27000 
with 5% inflation. Okay. So how much, though, do you have to start saving right now because you didn't start when your kid was one? Okay. And it's actually about 9900 Okay. That was good. Okay. But now that's getting to be a lot more of the budget than the 6000 But okay. it's doing enough analysis to say what's realistic, what's not. Right, and that's the Or key. maybe you reassess and say, I'm only going to fund 50% of tuition. Right. The other's up to them. And and that's a lot of times where our discussion is with the grandparents. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, where the grandparents are in a position uh, where they're saying, I see my kids struggling to pay for my grandkids' college education. And I want I don't want one of my grandchildren to be in the million a year who are defaulting. Right. And right. you're at the point where you're starting to see assets accumulate, where you're starting to feel comfortable, maybe lucky enough that you're not going to run out in your lifetime. Right. And so in that case, what we do for those clients is now they now sometimes those clients have a few grandchildren. Right. And a lot of them want to be, you know, even Steven. Right. Mm hmm. You know, what, what's good for one is good for the gander. Right. And now that's not everybody. That's, no, that's no up right to you. Don't ask you your neighbor feel. how much they're funding for their college grandchildren. They may feel differently about their grandkids. All right. Um, but so in that case, we, we may think of a spreadsheet, one spreadsheet for every grandchild because they're not all going to be the same age. Mm-hmm. But you want to give the same parameters. In other words, and like you're saying, they're not the grandparents aren't trying to pay 100 percent right maybe not even 50 maybe not even 25 do i hear 10 right they what's just the right number for you something, right but it's the same thing how much if you, you you get clarified in your goal first so if your goal is to say i want to be able to afford 10 percent of my co- of my grandchildren's college education and this is how old they are this is when i'm going to need the money so mark tell help uh, the robot tell me how much i got to start saving now now we're getting somewhere right and that's a great example of like having a plan whatever your financial goal is and quantifying and have enough analysis put you in a decision making mode and know what's realistic and what's not come out to our free planning classes coming up this fall in september and october or for a free consultation call 440-239-2090 or visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.